0: Alright, alright Stop this corner right now My name is Uncle Ruckus No relation hey, Amen Who the hell are you? You don't belong here I'm Demond Father of two Husband of one And also No relation Question Have you ever wondered Who'd win between Gandalf and Dumbledore? All oh, that white man magic How about a match between Kurt Angle and Bret Hart or what if Wayne bought Shorzy on Letterkenny or in Letterkenny? We found a way to settle these controversies. On our upcoming show Disputed, Dean and I host advocates to settle these debates. Look, I got the gift of gab and the gift of jab and one more word, I'll put that lazy eye back to work. The battle will be fierce. Winners will be rewarded. Losers will be ridiculed. Subscribe, listen, vote. Everything is disputed.
1: I got a question.
2: Of course you do. You didn't go to Harvard.
1: Do you have any experience running a network?
2: Okay, see now? You're a hater. You're fired,
0: so
3: get on out of here. But
0: I have been paid in three months. This is basically volunteer work for me. Oh, well... Quiet down so the rest of us who are getting paid can work. Thank you. You're the one that's on the ground without your love. That's on the It's about to love change. Do it with some soul and a little make a change. Yeah, it's about the love change. Do it with some soul and a little make, a change. Yeah, change. Soul, a little make a change. You can't make a change unless you got the love.
4: Hey y'all, it's the Boondocks podcast and we're back to cover season two, episode 15, The Little Viewed, the Uncle Ruckus reality show, in which a BET reality show forces racist handyman Uncle Ruckus to accept the truth about his own blackness. The show and man begin to quickly fall apart. But first, how y'all living?
2: Hi what's up <laughs> hello happy happy
3: what is this third week second week of july uh i don't even know what day is it. it's the 13th so yeah we're halfway through <laughs> there we go happy Shit. halfway through july
2: know, it's, it's
3: okay. if it wasn't for things like this podcast i wouldn't actually know what day it is because i don't have to know right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I think we're
2: all kind of like that. Just getting back out, it's like we're all coming out from a hibernation. And it's like, oh, we have to know dates and things. And not just like getting on a Zoom call and wishing somebody a happy birthday or, you know, doing something like that, just a gesture. Now it's like, get back to real life. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I've actually been out quite a few times in the last week or so, which is really weird. Like, I performed a wedding, and I hung out with uh, some friends who I hadn't seen since before my sister died. And uh, I don't know, there was another one in there somewhere. Like, it was like, I think it was four days in a row I went out, and I was like, I have peopled more than Mm -hmm. I have peopled in such a long time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's a trip. Like, we went to... um, We went to this place on, was that Sunday morning for breakfast that had, we, we had thought had been closed because of the, or had been forced to close because of the pandemic. And it turned out that it wasn't closed and that was awesome. And it was just as busy as it used to be, which was not as awesome, but we, we survived eating indoors in a very crowded restaurant and the food was amazing. And I, like that situation was such a, um, It was both uh, uh, anxiety and also it felt so good to just be in like a crowded place and not actually feel completely terrified. Um, Yeah, so that's that's what's new with me. (laughs) Oh,
4: child, you know, all I do is work.
2: (laughs) Oh. We need to get you on vacation. I hope that they really appreciate you,
4: right? Oh, I work for myself. I mean, so I you have appreciate yourself?
2: That's right. Yeah,
4: <laughs> some agencies I work for, but I'm slowly, sadly, but slowly cutting those relationships just for my health stuff and doing me
2: me well, alone. There you go. We need you. We need our third for the podcast. So I would prefer. Uh, no, um, that I mean, yeah it is a lot of work when you work for yourself. I was just telling a a gentleman who delivered some medication to me last night. um, He was saying how he took the, you know, how he took COVID. Mm -hmm. I normally don't do storefronts or delivery services, but it was one of those times last night. So, first of all, he was supposed to be here at 8.15. And I got four or five text messages going, oh, wait, six more stops in front of you. Eight more (laughs) stops in front of you. (laughs) So the 8.15 ended up being 10.45. Oh. So I had a little attitude when I went to go meet him. But, yeah, you know, being that he was, you know, he was, a, he's a brother. So, and he started talking to me immediately. He goes, you, you podcast, right? And I was like, oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> That's me. Um, but no, then he started talking about how he took the, you know, how he took COVID. And he used the time to start his own business. And I was like, you know what? you're somebody I can fuck with. But if you didn't take that 15 months to do what you really wanted to do, you are not my type of person. Like, we just can't, we're not on the same level. So it was just kind of nice to have, you know, talk to somebody who took that risk and he's like, it's a lot of work. You know, he's like, but that's why I'm also delivering to you at 1045 at night because, you know, what needs to be done so he can be completely self-employed. And, you know, I thought that was really cool. So much to miss Lindsay working all the time guys that is a great example of how much work puts into being your own boss oh yeah what are you doing at two o'clock in the morning when i'm posting because you know part of the job i mean does your husband go what are you doing at two three o'clock in the morning are you like typing away furiously on your laptop
4: oh he'll usually be like i'm going to bed (laughs) Like he's, he's the one who's always like, you should work more. You should work more. You should work more because I sleep in. So he takes that while well, I used mm-hmm. to sleep in, he takes that as like, you could be working, but it's like, <laughs> no dude, then I'm up to like 3am finishing up bullshit. But we're going to drop my first client's case study, I think next week. And that shit is insane. SEO for an e-commerce site typically gets a 300%, I believe. Increase mm. on r o i um and it usually takes you a year to achieve that. We achieved an eight thousand five hundred percent return on investment in eleven months.
2: Wow, so
4: oh, yeah, it just sucks because it's like I can't take on a bunch of new clients because of all my health shit, so mm. it's gonna be like I'm gonna weigh up my rate <laughs> and be very picky about who I actually work with.
2: Acts. There you go. Yep,
4: yep, yep. You
2: don't take on more work, which you always say, know your worth and add tax. And Amen. then go ahead and pass that off to everybody else. So Gosh. kudos to you. We need some applause here. We need an applause sound. Put that in there.
3: Great. Who had that? <laughs> 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 He's,
2: working. He's working. He's shopping. <laughs> yeah, take a mm. second out.
1: There's Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's either that or Big Daddy Unlimited, which is a ammo and tactical type of place.
1: Nope. I lost all my guns in a boating accident.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. And then they turned over all at the bottom of the... Of
3: all right.
2: No, because you know they're coming after people's guns, you know. That's
3: nice oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Totally.
2: You know, um, ATF is visiting or, as the president says, AFT, um, are just like popping up on the, the people and people at their you know, homes and their jobs. And um, we went and picked up another. You don't want them to know exactly how many we have. Pew. Yeah, Pew Pew. We went and picked up another Pew Pew um, this past weekend and they were telling us that. They're just all over the country, just randomly ATF. They're just running into different, you know, ammo stores and gun stores and seeing what they have and taking shit. And yeah, so it's quite okay. crazy. Yeah, it's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. Like that's not where the focus should be, guys. But that's another podcast. <laughs> not the on voter uh, voter
1: suppression right now. Focus on.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. that's actually terrifying to me that they're like every democratic senator and, and congressperson pretty much in the state of texas is now in washington dc because if they go back to texas they'll get arrested and made to stay at the chamber until all of the voting suppression bills have been voted on It's like <laughs> okay texas <Don't
2: laughs> me. they're like oh up in florida with just two peas right. in a pot.
3: It's seriously, it's like they, they saw the all of the shit states. that was happening in Florida and went, well, I think Texas man should be a more appropriate thing that everybody says, so let's make it a thing. Uh, <laughs> crazy. There's so much diversion and other things going,
2: you know, going on now that people aren't paying attention mm-hmm. to the things that we should be paying attention to. Like, right now, people are having their rights, their voter rights completely suppressed, and that's not, that's not right.
3: In almost every state in this country, there is a bill in either the House or in the Senate that somehow restricts voting rights to some population. Yeah. I think it was something like 40-something of the states. I'd I'd have to look it up again. (laughs) Fucking rape. MSNBC, they say it over and over and over again, so it should be in my head, but of course it's not. Um, Yeah, it's... (sighs)
2: Once again, I mean, we kind of have this talk every other week, I think, or touch upon it. Like, was, things are still better. Things are still terrible. <laughs> you know, causing mm-hmm. a lot of strife and, and the, you know, the division that was going on. But now it's like, it's back to the whole, you guys are not that smart. And I'm going to show you how I think that you're not that smart and how much you need me. You mm-hmm. know, and this is, this is the government that I'm talking about here when I say yep. that. Um, you know, we got it. You guys need us. So just, just sit back. You guys have your basics, you know, and right now it's like, oh, people are getting back to normal and people are so inundated with their summer that people are not paying attention to shit that when the summer's over, you guys are going to be slapped with some shit that you're going to be like, wait, when did that happen? Well, if you were more worried about it while you were taking your, you know, your cruise or, you know, while you were going to Disneyland, um, then you would know what's
3: going on. But yeah, it's, I,
2: I mean, honestly,
3: like, the the way things are across this country right now, I am so surprised every time I see someone on a vacation. Like, I have something planned for the end of summer, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's going to be some variant that has changed and, like, ruined everything, or the entire West Coast is going to be on fire. So, you know, why am I, like... <laughs> I don't know, like people who are going out right now and going to places like Disneyland, and and people who are taking their masks off everywhere because literally it feels like everywhere they're just like eh, nope, don't need it anymore. Like people are dying. I mean, yeah, if you have your vaccination, you're probably not gonna die, but yeah, like there is still her. that that chance that I it's do. gonna mutate again, or it'll yeah. like someone like me who may not be as as fully covered by the vaccine because of my autoimmune stuff like the it's like 99.5% of people who are dying right now are unvaccinated but that 0.5% could include me so i have to think about that shit and it's just it's terrifying that the it, people are literally screaming from the rooftops that this pandemic is over when it's not and it's just i and, well, and it's affecting the group that spreads
2: everything so quickly. Children. Right. I just right. read, like, probably about 30 minutes before we started, um, that summer camps are being just mm-hmm. flooded with it. So they're like, so what about pools? You know, so yeah. I, I do think that they're being a little presumptuous and, you know, doing things ahead of time by saying, oh, no, they can go back and you don't have to wear masks. Because um, that's what they're saying. So, yeah, I... Yeah. I think that people are going to be very surprised when we end up holidays probably on a little bit of a not maybe not as severe of a lockdown, but a quarantine. But it's going to be similar, I think, you know, throughout the end of the year. Like I said, kids are area. the ones that spread everything like crazy. So,
3: yeah. But it's not just it's not just the kids, too. It's um, places that are under vaccinated, like yeah, you live yeah. in California. I live in Washington. For the most part, our states are pretty well covered by the vaccine right now. Like, we're both in the 70s. There's still a lot of people not doing it in both of our states. Mm-hmm. But okay. when you look at a place, like, I don't know exact statistics, but, like, there was just a um some kind of political rally where they were talking about how vaccination rates have stalled and fucking Q, uh, GQ peers or whatever the fuck, like, they cheered that vaccination rates have stalled and Mm. they don't understand that those people who are not getting vaccinated are the only ones dying really right now and like it's so just i the whole thing is such a fucking it's a dystopian novel that somehow has come to life like if if the matrix were to come out right now i would fucking believe it because of the shit that is going on does not make fucking sense in this world yeah
2: yeah (laughs) I mean, like I said, movies and things like that, like they they come from them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like these people have these these bounce of creativity, I'll say, because it's like there's some truth in it. So should yeah, we should be a little more aware um and protective, but
3: I'm not we're gonna not, say we, we're tired I'm not ahead. as
2: hard-headed, but there are people and overall right. everybody's hard headed. You know, it's like people don't believe water's wet pretty much. So <laughs> Yep yeah we'll see we'll see but i mean, I'm hoping that especially my boys are healthy and remain healthy i mean our twelve year old he's you know he was able to get vaccinated, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the little one
3: you know i mean the 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 studies that are happening between the like for the c d c um from everything I've heard, they're just basically waiting for the approval for the next for the next youngest like um uh dr fauci was talking about on msnbc and he basically was saying you know we don't have the approval yet but all of the studies that have been done on these groups we're seeing the exact same rates that we're seeing in adults so like it's working and there's no ill side effects that seem to be coming up and but they have they have to do it a specific way um because they don't know how it'll react. So they have I mean, to I'm, like
2: I much rather than be a little more um cautious, cautious. yeah with yeah. children. Yes. Then you yes. know with the I mean the rest of us we our systems are better. Like you know what I'm saying. We've had years right, right. to push it out. We've had other, other vaccinations in our bodies and all that good stuff. So I do feel much more comfortable that they are taking more time, you know,
3: with, with that. So
2: we did shall you, see. Uh,
3: did you hear about Tennessee though today? No. What happened? <laughs> you heard Lindsay. So um basically uh the, the woman at the Department of Health for that state uh got fired because Republican pressure on her bosses uh made them decide to pull back on all of the vaccine push. And instead of just uh pulling back on the vaccine push for, for the kids, um they basically Said they put a moratorium against all vaccine awareness campaigns in the state. So, <laughs> wow. so like, you know, trying to get people to get the MMR vaccine or to the HPV vaccine, all of that, you cannot, you cannot educate in that in Tennessee right now. Uh, because <laughs> like, it's so fucking bizarre. And this is a, a, a state department of health, that is listening to politicians instead of doctors. And it's amazing to me that this shit is just like, and I go back to that, not understanding so much of humanity. Like people are dying and you're pushing them closer to that. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then wonder why people that have, I'm not going to say have the intelligence, but have the, the desire to want to know more and to understand, you know, oh, is my government or my local officials going they really care for me? So those that are able to look, stand back, and look at this situation like we are, why would not you then be like, hmm, a little disenchanted with, you know, the the political, you know, um, those in, in in office? Because it it's basically they're telling you we don't give a shit. No, we don't care about you all. Um, we don't even want you to be educated enough to make a decision on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, so. When people go, why don't you trust government or or politicians? Well, that's why. Uh, That's one of the very good reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, girl. When I'm living in a, you know, holler at me when I'm living in a bunker.
3: (laughs) I mean, I know that we're moving to a place that has very similar politics as the city we're living in now, but the community is so much um, more familiar with each other than it is here in Seattle. Like I'm I'm I feel more like I could survive somewhere where the community is interested in my health and my safety, uh, whether or not <laughs> I am a productive member of society, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though like politicians all over this country, the politicians there are not necessarily doing what their constituents want and there's recall campaigns for the mayor and the governor and like you know just the whole the whole fucking country is just falling apart nobody's doing anything on the
2: I mean it, first thing is look at the homeless, you know, yeah. look at that situation. So that's telling right. you right there how much they actually care. Right. Right. There's people living on the freeway. So mm-hmm. and that's just not here. That's everywhere. Like that's what, yep. like and
3: it's only getting worse. Yeah. And, and as like, soon no. as as soon as all of the different states start uh, stopping the um, the eviction moratoriums, there are going to be even more because there are landlords out there that are only in it for the money and they're not making money. So therefore, they want to kick their people out and get people who are going to give them money.
2: Look, I'm going to I'm going to make a quick just little bit of a suggestion to people. Go to look at the state look at the county there are programs that are helping people to be able to pay yes the, the, what you owe and full 100 percent they will pay your you know smud PG e or whatever you know whatever your deal is in, in your town or city you know for your electricity and you know your utilities but there is money out there I mean and a lot of it is not being used for the you just do an application you be honest about it I mean we all know our financial situations and it takes maybe about a month, and you will get either the approval or denial. But their jobs are to approve as many people as possible, and there is money out there for you to not have to be in that situation when the federal moratorium is in. Um, so just a bit of suggestion: there, just do a little bit of work, guys, a little bit of Google search, and there's yeah. So there is hope to you know to stave that off. But being that they allowed people
3: to get into that situation during the pandemic. I don't know. We'll, see. Yeah, we'll I, see. I don't have faith in any kind of government that's like, oh, we're sorry that we didn't do anything for the last year and a half to make sure that you stayed alive, but now that you are alive and you're about to be kicked out of your house, I guess we could help you. Yeah. Like, yeah. but you have to do all of these things first. We're not just gonna, you know, cancel all debt. We're not gonna do that. You have to actually like apply it to us. Because <laughs> that that's that so our federal government.
2: <laughs> I mean, what Joe Biden can do that would just make me somewhat. Somewhat pleased with him. Get rid of student loan debt. Like just, get, just stop it. Just get rid of it. Just get, you know. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not in a big hurry. I don't care when I'm done with school. Like you guys can send me my bills in six months. I've I, okay. There's all kind of things that would put off me paying the six hundred, seven hundred dollars that you want me to pay per month. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not too worried about it. But you could definitely help to kind of kickstart. No, our our economy by at least taking some hundred twenty thousand dollars debts that people have to educate themselves away. I don't have quite that much.
3: If the go- so there have been there were studies that basically showed if the government uh, canceled fifty thousand in debt across the board, no matter who you are, when it came to student debt, fifty thousand across the board the amount of families that would be lifted out of debt just by not having to make that payment every month was like astronomical and that's why that was such a push was the 50,000 because they had done studies on that um, so but that's even like like me I don't quite have 50,000 but I probably will by the time I'm done with well, the degree that I'm in right now or or maybe whatever I get after that but like there are <sighs> student debt being relieved is suicide prevention. Housing is suicide prevention. Um, getting air conditioners to people in in places that don't have air conditioning when there's about to be a heat wave, that's suicide and death prevention. You know, um, I haven't seen... Washington's numbers, but Oregon put out the numbers of people who were found alone, who had died during the heat, uh, simply like they, they just they didn't have air conditionings and they lived alone and they just died. And every single person who died, lived alone, didn't have an air conditioner or was yeah. homeless. It's,
2: yeah, sometimes I think, are they trying to eradicate some? Are they trying to get the population down some? They're like, oh, we're going to have this many more in the next, you know. 50 years, so let's mm-hmm. go ahead and get rid of some of these ones that have already, we've used them. They're used up. like, I feel like sometimes that's what they're saying without saying it obviously. Yeah. It, um,
3: it feels like, a, like climate change is somehow a form of eugenics because they're not um, they're purposely ignoring the things that will save human life as the climate changes as well. Yeah. So it's like a survival of the fittest, but we're going to make sure that the fittest are ones with the most money, not who's actually the fittest. Mm-hmm. Just who can afford to survive. Yeah. Yay! I, I,
2: you know, we come, we just, we're just so brilliant on this. we just mind-blown. Yeah, it's just depressing. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into this. At least, at least we have the boondocks every week.
3: Right, right. Before <laughs> we get into it, though, I did want to say that our lovely producer, Dean, uh, is starting with uh, with our... Regular uh, substitute guest, uh, demand. They they're going to be starting a new podcast soon. It's called Disputed. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that the promo is going to be at some point during this episode played, but I'm guessing it'll be cut in after. Uh, so you probably have already heard that if you're out there listening. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, you should go and, and join their social media so you can see all the stuff that's coming out with that because that looks really fun. Uh, and you'll, you will definitely recognize other guests that show up on that show. For sure.
2: More so. content creating, I love
3: it. Right. I know. I'm excited for it. <laughs> I want to find out about the, the Uncle Uncle Phil versus Cliff Hu- Huxtable one. Like that's the one that I'm ready to listen to.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> really good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I like
2: the I like the idea behind it, the concept. So, yeah. kudos
3: to you, sir. All right, let's start season two, episode 15. Well, quote unquote, episode 15, uh, the Uncle Ruckus reality show. So this is part two from last week. um, And basically it starts right uh, in that BET office um, with the uh, fictional uh, president of entertainment, Wedgie Rudland. Not at all um, related to Reggie. Hudland, not at all, not at all. Uh, He's holding the Monday staff meeting on Thursday, uh, and he is the new super-duper smart Harvard-educated president of entertainment. After asking staff staff members why he was hired, he says that it's to take BET in a new direction. Um, He fires a board member, uh, tells the staff... To make the Uncle Ruckus reality TV show happen. Uh, now, our our opener into this episode was kind of that firing of that staff member, where it was just kind of ridiculousness of, uh, you know, he has been paid in three months. Well, fine. Then you're a volunteer. Then sit down. <laughs> you know, <fuck>. yeah. <laughs> just like shush your mouth. The rest
2: of us that are working.
3: Um, <laughs> one thing that I was actually, I. This first few minutes is really interesting to me because there are so many real things thrown in there. Like negative elevation is a real concept taught at Harvard Business School about embracing being at the bottom because the only pla- the only place you have to go from there is up. Had no idea that was a real thing. I thought it was a joke, but uh, <laughs> oh, and also uh, in this scene, um, Wedgie. Uh, shows them a comic for, for Black Panther and talks about doing a TV series for it. Now, in reality, uh, Reggie Hudlin wrote a comic, Black Panther, that came out in 2005, and there was a BET TV series in 2000 t- 2010. I had no idea, but I don't watch BET, so. Um, so even more, just basically showing... Even though at the time of this episode, the TV series hadn't happened yet, that Magruder knew inside information on this particular person uh that he was skewering in this
2: yeah, we as watching this, um having started researching him i didn't I didn't know i didn't really I didn't put the two and two together. he's done so much, like I was mm, like, oh my God, hey right. name on this, on this, on this, so it's funny because the Aaron Magruder is saying something, okay mm-hmm. so I tend to believe that this part of that. Some of this is very true. And of course, it's probably exaggerated. But it's funny that you were it appears to me that you were standing in the way of another young black man who was, you know, maybe a little Huey-ish, we'll say, um, for real. And you were kind of knocking his hustle like you're trying to stop his creativity. Um, And regardless of that, Aaron Magruder was like, no, I'm going to blow up anyway. And here I am. And now I'm going to go ahead and do an episode about you. Um, so it's funny because it makes me think that he did definitely have a lot to do with getting these episodes blocked in the first place mm-hmm. because of all the shit that he's done in Hollywood. Like he's been a lot. I mean, and not just black entertainment, but across the board, he's done a lot of production, a lot of creating and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Him and his brother. Uh, yeah. Cause I mean, we were watching it. Hubby kept reading like his, his whole freaking resume. And I was like, holy shit. I did never even put two and two together like that. So. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah,
3: I definitely didn't know, and I was when I was looking it up. I was like, I seriously thought that maybe he was alluding to something, like hinting at something, but it was full on blatant. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just oh. like, um, like right down to the point where, um, like Dean uh, pointed it out on the, uh, in our little trivia that the BET animation executive that gets uh, killed in um, a scene in a minute. Is actually Aaron McGruder in that character? So wow. being being killed by Wedgie, or by Le Evel, uh and her minions. When we get oh to that my point. gosh. Right, I didn't know that one after, either.
2: After, I mean, yeah. When I mean, when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, they him dirty. He got a right. lot
3: to say." <laughs> all right, oh, okay. Um. All right, and so we'll definitely talk about that one in a minute. So. At his home, Uncle Ruckus is shown chronicling his life uh, and where his day typically starts at 4.45 a.m., which is 12 hours before most black people get up. <laughs> and he he does his prayer for the white man, basically thanking the white man for the sun and for the air he breathes and all of that. Um, he... he Tells his whole story about not being black and suffering from revitiligo, which is, you know, the opposite of that thing Michael Jackson had. Uh, we see him applying an ointment composed of bleach and sulfur. Now, I don't know about you guys, but growing up in with with as much self-hatred as I had and not understanding uh why um, where it was coming from, really. Uh I used skin bleach on my knees and my elbows when I was a teenager trying to make them at least match the rest of my skin because they were darker than you know the rest of my skin. Um and that shit is fucking painful. I I literally have spots where you can see where like when I get tan in the summer, you can see it. Um it's it's terrible shit and even like right up until around that point in my life, it was a very normal thing. Like even a few years ago, there was a baseball player. Was it Sammy Sosa? There was a, yeah, there was a famous baseball player that basically like bleached his skin until he was practically. I mean, and did he looked like before? Like it was like, there's like, yeah,
2: blatant. Like he just dipped himself in a bathtub pool.
3: Right. Well, um, it doesn't
2: work that way, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, guess, I know
3: that. that's how he oh, looks. Like, that's how
2: he
3: looks. I just like I still can't believe that um, that that is ever something that was <laughs> just on the market in
1: general. Even the uh, from Love and Hip Hop Miami, there was a girl who was supposed to be uh, black, uh, Afro. Afro Latina, and then they started accusing her. Uh, not, and then there was a Jamaican girl in there. The Afro Latina uh, girl accused the Jamaican girl of bleaching her skin, even though the Jamaican girl never bleached her skin one time. But like it she became did it because
2: she says it's so huge in Jamaica, like they use something mm. called like soap, soap or something that they, they use and
1: help she did it for like ads, trying to like show the problems with it, and then they with cut the her open.
2: Yeah, the I did. I
4: too. Like, yeah. I what'd
2: you say, Lindsay? I'm sorry.
4: Oh, the Braxtons. Sorry, y'all. You're about to my house. Oh, Connect. yeah. Yep, they're big on it. Although Tamar Braxton says she too has vertigo, so <laughs> so that was her excuse. Um, I can
3: I can understand it with vertigo because you're trying to blend what is really a um very dramatic change in skin tone for most people who have it. Is that what Winnie um, Harlow has?
2: No, she has Winnie Harlow. She's a model. Like, she's a supermodel right
3: now. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I believe so. I have to look her up again.
2: One in the commercial where she's like, why stand out? Or why blend in when I can stand out? And So she's putting on, like, the opposite concealer of her skin. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's, I mean, first of all, Michael Jackson told us, whether he had it or not, but it shouldn't be such a big surprise. Like, for her to be able to be, you know, like, People act like she's like a one arm, one leg, one eye freaking supermodel. You know, like, yeah. it's like, guys, it's something that we should know about. And she can't control. And that doesn't take away from her beauty. Um, but it is, I think it's awesome that she has been able to, you know, be a success in industry where they care so much about your appearance. I mean, it's all about your appearance.
3: Right. Right. Um, the fact that that skin bleaching has been so normalized that we finally have someone who is, shown naturally with vitiligo and world and you know society in general is like oh wow i guess you can be beautiful with that like that's that's a whole thing that hopefully will change um future for you know kids uh other countries though like it's really bad especially countries where the u.s or you know great britain were the colonizers you know, you say it was big in, in Jamaica. That makes complete sense to me. And most of the Caribbean is very heavily influent, influenced by the US. So, um,
1: Sammy Sosa is from an island too, originally.
3: Yeah. See there. Yeah. That's probably where it came from more than just being in the US, but the countries that emulate us, I guess. Is that a good way to put that? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Where like our culture, like, really heavily. Yeah, in um, certain so, parts, especially yeah. the white
3: supremacist parts. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So, look what Uncle Ruckus got on a whole other topic. Right?
3: Um, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, Ruckus then goes on to talk about the shrines he has to his white heroes, including John Wayne. Uh, and he mentions that he works 32 jobs, including bus driver Uh, where we watch him being ignored and insulted by the kids that come in uh, until he stops the Freeman brothers from getting on the bus. Um, The only kids that show him any kind of respect tell him... uh, Yeah, sorry. He stops the Freeman brothers, who are the only ones that show him any kind of respect, and tells him the bus is for kids with a future. While he's driving off, he opens up the door as he passes them by, and he yells...
0: Get your lady asses an exercise. Y'all should just go be rappers. Get into a beef and then shoot each
3: other. Like <laughs> literally, don't even bother going to school. I know you're just going to end up killing each other in the end because that's what you all do. And uh, I mean, <laughs> that stereotype—just you know—that is just that's very ruckus. Everything that yeah. he does is yeah. just like that. I'm
2: not talked anymore by any of that. Yeah,
3: not he's he is very committed to being an ass, um, and it's it is interesting to me that Riley and uh, Huey they don't even put up a fight; they just are like, Ugh. and <laughs> then they start walking to school. Like they're like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like so many black people who are confronted with racism, who are just like, oh fuck, and just walk away. And <laughs> yeah, pump the energy into them, but yeah.
1: If you watch the news about Florida, you would believe that it is just a bunch of young black people mm-hmm. killing sure. themselves before they ever go to any type of higher education. I'm, I am get it, stereotypes, but unfortunately, uh, some people make stereotypes seem true. Yeah,
3: yeah, that is definitely, that is definitely true. But that's also kind of a vicious cycle kind of thing where, Back. you know, you believe that they're going to be terrible. So therefore, they become terrible just to, you know.
1: I'm yeah, not so gonna make like, it past, I'm not gonna make it past 25 anyway. So I might as out now it's
3: right. You're telling me I'm a piece of shit, so I'm just gonna act like a piece of shit. So yeah, and then that ruins lives and yeah. And that's so sad because we have more, so much more power than that and you know, mm-hmm.
2: more control over that. But it's like whose responsibility is it to help, especially like this generation of these these individuals, these young men that everybody's a rapper, first of all, in Florida. Like I don't know what else they <laughs> tell. I mean, seriously, I think they all have Uncle Ruckuses because they're all rappers. But then they all have beef with just somebody else that lives across town and they're a group of rappers,
1: mm-hmm. or around the corner, not even across town. Yeah,
2: and <laughs> in the family, in the same family. You know, um, I mean, I can't tell you over the past three, four months how many stories we've heard of cousins killing cousins, or Let and me, first cousins. Uh, and remember the
1: like song uh, "Watch Me Whip," "Watch yeah. Me Nene," yeah. kill yeah. his cousin yep. in
2: Florida. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or,
1: I'm sorry, kill his cousin in Atlanta.
2: Yeah. He is now in, yeah, he is in prison right now. Huh. in county or, yeah. Well, and, fuck. And yeah, oh, yeah. Salento is, oh, he's done. We're definitely, he's going to be silent because we're not going to be hearing anything from him. He is going to be underneath, I mean. That's unfortunate. It is, it <laughs> is. Um, And so it's like, when you have something that's talented like that, then you wonder what message were you being, Given or what was your environment growing up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even though they may have this talent, not everybody is equipped with the skills and the coping skills to be able to become a Jay Z. Let's just say. I or, mean
3: you know, that. I mean that that could have easily happened to Jay Z or yeah, Snoop yeah, yeah. or yeah. you know any well, of yeah, the ones that on, we now like, Snoop was Snoop, on top for murder. Snoop was on trail, right? <laughs> yeah, and I Snoop bet probably did it. That <laughs> like
2: Snoop <me> now, <laughs> Snoop is very crossover. So I Wait. bet you half of the people like let's say older than our generation or maybe around had no idea. Like they just look at Snoop now and they're like "Shizzle." And you know and try to uh
3: see yeah, that's but. just
2: yeah, that's so funny to me.
3: Cuz yeah, he I guess he gained popularity after the murder rap, really, because like murder was the case that they gave me it was like this huge yeah, well, crossover hit. Yeah, yeah. And he it, was like Yeah. Like, that I think that's around
1: uh, when he was married to Tupac with, two, with uh, yeah. two of America's Most Wanted. So, those two, like, murder was the case. And then America's Most Wanted went platinum, mm-hmm. if not higher. So, so.
2: yeah, yes. that was just right in the time when it was becoming, I don't want to say attractive, but I hate yeah. the term gangster. That was, the term but that's gangster what rap, it was called
3: at the time. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's now evolved. So, yes. Yeah. it, um, But it's like, you know, I mean, gangster rap as a title is kind of the same way where I say grunge, but that's not really like I just that's what it was called at the time. But I really wouldn't even consider that a thing. I think it's way spread out more than that, (laughs) but it would be the same thing for for rap in general, because like when I was growing up, it was gangster rap or it was R&B. The crew arrives at J. Edgar Hoover Elementary, where Ruckus is then being uh, seen working as a janitor, uh, mopping the hall um, and bemoaning desegregation, how white children are perfect.
0: Desegregation ruined the American school system. When did test scores across the country drop, after desegregation. When did drug use and violence in schools go up, after desegregation. There was never no white kids shooting up nothing before they started going to school with niggas. These little angels wouldn't even know what a gun was.
3: So, <laughs> before, before uh, Lindsay, before you want to go into that, I just... I went down a rabbit hole after him saying that because I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When when did mass shootings, like, start? And they, the first uh, massacre on school grounds was in 1764. The first uh, uh, school shooting that was done by a student was in 1853. The first considered mass shooting was in 1891. Um, there were... So many instances because I just went through the Wikipedia basically looking at um, school, sh- uh, school shootings and there were probably 100, 150 of ones where a teacher got killed because she refused love her, or, um, a lover stu- or a student got killed because the man that was grooming her couldn't have her when she was fucking 10 years old, you know, things like that. All of that should happen long before black kids were in the same school. Um, you've got, uh, Whitman killing 16 at the university of Texas. Uh, and that was right around the same time as segregation, desegregation was starting. Um, and then shortly after desegregation, you had Jackson state and Kent state, uh, which were police violence. Um, and the, uh, you know, from there, of course it does, as guns became more prolific, they, There became more, but most of the uh, shootings that happened past that, white kids. So even in places that are notorious, like the statistics for kids bringing guns to school in like the 80s and 90s was, you know, off the charts in certain areas. But gun violence in schools did not increase in those times when more guns were found which I found really interesting. So so anyway, that was the, the rabbit hole that I went down that I wanted to talk about because their school shootings did not go up because Black kids started going with white kids. Thank you. I <laughs> mean, it, it seemed like after like, Lean on Me came out, then all Black
2: kids were like, let's take guns to school. <laughs> like, I, feel like, really, I mean, yeah, that'd be right around the same time. Y'all yeah. wanted a Joe Clark so, or something. I don't know what they thought. Like, right? No, that
3: was it. Or maybe now you guys are actually... And then Focusing you had uh, dangerous minds. That was the other um, one. They were li- that's like the bookend of the white savior or the the teacher savior for the the black the bad kids. Uh, what was the other one um, with the Hispanic teacher? Yeah, stand and deliver. And that was a true story though. Like that one was oh, awesome. Yeah. that was a true story. Well, so was the uh, that, was, so that, was one that was with Morgan
1: Freeman. too.
3: Yes, but the one with Morgan Freeman was also based on a true yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, lean on me. Black
1: saving, saving blacks.
3: Yeah. Dangerous yeah.
1: minds. Very staple in uh, in our in gone. our uh, cinematic history, but <laughs> not
3: really. Yep, I I, I was that the- was the soundtrack that I very much enjoyed. I'll put it that way. The movie itself was just like at the time it was really cool, but looking back, you're like, oh god, that is so white savior syndrome. It's just so terribly obvious, and like it's so gross that it has to be this white woman that saves everybody and.
1: I like the movie because of Coolio, so I'm oh, with man. you. <laughs> Dude,
3: when, okay.
2: son, when that song comes mm. on, I want to jump out of whatever... Wherever we are, I want to just jump out of my skin because they act like it is the best song. I, in the I need to movie.
3: tell... You just mentioned Coolio. I have to tell a real quick Coolio story. So, um, like, 10 years ago, when I was heavy-duty into roller derby still and going to the convention every year and working the convention, Coolio was at the hotel at the same time we were. And so... Um <laughs> to to put it nicely, uh um several people know what Coolio is like in the bedroom. Um, but he still has those. He had two fucking like his he's hair looked exactly one the one same, one one but there's only like two uh, of them left up there.
1: We just saw him in like an he interview, like, has, like on Vice or something like that. And yeah. he still has them, but they're not all gray. But it's just the two little well, sticking up. Where yeah, are they now? <laughs> Where are
3: they now? Yeah. Um, if you don't
2: leave that shit. Okay. He looks like when somebody is trying to make a newborn baby who has just a little bit of hair, but you yeah. were trying to make her have a ponytail, a little ponytail. That's what he looks like. Like if you don't, his forehead is like a seven head because of the the lack of hair that he has right now. And, he, <laughs> and you're, just, you're just not helping. Just go bald because you're making, he's making his head look bigger. Right, um, right. But wow, there's people know about Julio's prowess and
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to uh, so Lindsay. I know that you had something you wanted to say about this clip. Oh no, I
4: just think ruckus is hilarious and funny because if everyone knows that uh, school shootings are more often car- mass school shootings anyway, are yes. more often carried out by white people. No shade, white people, but y'all gotta own that mm-hmm. one, right? Don't bring that shit right? over here. That is, yeah,
3: gun gun violence could be s- potentially said to be. Now, I can't even say that anymore because really the truth is gun violence could be a black thing or a white thing just as easily. Like the gun culture in for white people and the gun culture for black people are really not all that different. It's just different music. (laughs) And it's not even that because rap is the biggest genre
2: because of white kids.
3: Yeah, yeah, that is very true. Black
2: parents don't give the kids money to go pay $100 to go to the concert, you know, to go see Travis Scott. Black parents do not give their kids X, Y, and Z to be able to go and buy the Travis Scott meal at McDonald's. Like, it's just, that, mm. just not how it is. So who's the one that's making them so big? Um, and especially now, especially now that you find your music through SoundCloud or through, you know, a streaming app, it's so much easier, you know, for the genre to continue to grow. But for parents to be disconnected, I mean, we, mm. we realized that when the mom was like, oh, he wears his dungarees in the one episode. Yeah, I, mean, I know they got the dungarees and the CDs or whatever she was saying like that's how I feel like that's how parents are connected with the horrible music I'm sorry I may say I'm old but good lord the music is horrible um, but yeah it's, it's like Lindsay said Uncle Ruckus is I mean just absurdly just make me laugh delusional. Wrong, uh, yeah it's so delusional I mean I think and deep down I feel like he knows it and I, I won't jump ahead because there was one thing that I do that I did want to talk about from this episode. But there's like a moment of clarity, I think. Mm,
3: for yeah, him. definitely uh, talk so about yeah.
2: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All right. Foreshadowing. So- I'm just foreshadowing. That. <laughs> Ready?
3: <laughs> All right. In our next clip, uh, Ruckus has some thoughts on philosophy.
0: You think Aristotle turned to Achilles and said, hey, let's create a fraternity and jump up and down barking like dogs. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: First of all, why would you use those two?
3: Right? I oh, mean, yeah. they, they they don't really Singles go together. Five,
1: uh, Omega sci-fi. That's what the reference.
2: Well, I know who he's talking about, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. why would you say Aristotle? Why would Aristotle and Plato be talking about it? Like, well, why see,
4: would they be- that's Aristotle. why. It's
1: because he wanted to be a fraternity, so it's just more that people know who the purple and gold are, and they jump over the park.
3: No, well, I the- think the- I think what Ruckus Ruckus just named two two names that sounded because they're not two philosophers. Aristotle, yes. But Achilles was a Greek, uh, I don't know, it's a story. Potentially yeah. potentially a real human, but like not a philosopher by any means. So, and also Achilles is gay was gay as fuck. So. Greek. Greek <laughs> but did you guys learn
4: about the Zeno, I think it's Zeno, uh, paradox? When, did you take philosophy at all in college? I took
3: a yep. class of philosophy, mm-hmm. but I hated it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I only took one class when I went back to school like for graphic design. Mm-hmm. And this is where I went in a rabbit's hole because I really sat here like Googling the shit because it got me thinking and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me make sure I got this shit right. So the Zeno paradox was this old school belief before that the Greeks had a concept of zero that or like finite and convergent and divergent numbers. My husband could explain this shit better to you, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically the paradox said that a turtle challenged Achilles to a race um, saying that Achilles would never beat him because every time, oh, the turtle starts the race with a head start. If Achilles lets him have a he- head start, Achilles can never beat the turtle because every time the turtle gets further ahead. I'm sorry, I'm saying it horrible. Every time <laughs> Achilles catches up to the turtle, the turtle will move further ahead, Um what's the term? Sorry, guys. I'm, I've been working all day. When you like uh, it's all good. break down numbers smaller and smaller, an infinite increments, number of, yeah. of increments. Yes. So the logic is that if they race for infinity, that Ach- Achilles can never catch the slow ass turtle. And of course to us, that's just stupid. It doesn't make yeah. sense. It's like, oh. what are you talking about? But like the trick of it is that from a philosophy standpoint, is that If you put that paradox into the earthly world that we live in, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. But if the race were to go on for infinity and have no concept of time, et cetera, then it's true or it can be true. So then that's where the
1: torch in the hair comes from.
4: Right. Mm -hmm. Damn, makes sense. (laughs) See, I didn't even put that together. And that's the much more obvious reference. But, um, so, how I started thinking of it and why I started Googling it and going down that rabbit hole is now put it in terms of race. Like, even if you give, you know, how people always say, oh, Black people, we got to do better. We got to move up, da 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 da. Black people will never catch up to white people in terms of progress. Again, mm-hmm. take the mathematics out of it, take the laws of physics out of it. And now we're talking about a concept, which is then kind of, you know, not bound by any um finite metrics or anything. It's because like the rules, they will always change the rules. So no matter how black people quote unquote catch up, you will never be equal to your white or honestly, not just white, your lighter skinned minorities. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way that's the way it goes. I don't know. That's where I my mean, mind they, went. They, with this. Do, and they
2: totally do as much as they can to Keep that. So let's say yep. that the gap was being closed, like we're right on the heels. They do. So perfect example, me being in cannabis, that should be something that especially brown people should have like for right. They should have the the first, you know, bid mm-hmm. or first chance to get into it, to make themselves entrepreneurs and whatnot. People,
3: people should have been released from jail sentences that were sentenced for weed. And they should have been the first ones because they have prior experience Exactly, it doesn't make it's like firefighters uh, who are prison when they employ quote unquote employ fire uh, firefighters from the prisons when they leave prison they aren't eligible to take those skills that they learned fighting fires as a prisoner because you can't be a firefighter with a prison record. It's like yeah, like yeah, you taught them fire camp and use
2: them, you know, and mm -hmm. gave them a skill, but a skill that they can't use outside. So same thing within the cannabis industry, they're doing everything they fucking can to once again, not allow us to have the the opportunity to even the play, you know, to even the the scales. So yeah, that absolutely, Lindsay, I like what you say that. It's a sad reality, but within that, there's so many things that we can still do to continue to make that, you know, to to make that shrine. Like, don't just give up. You know, we, we can't,
4: that, right. No, absolutely. Like they say that paradox was solved with the invention of the number zero, or like with the realization that you can do mathematic formulas to calculate infinite integers. But like, to me in terms of like, okay, let's apply it to race. Yeah, you can solve it by, don't let these people define whatever your measure of success is. That, I know people, I like on LinkedIn, I changed my LinkedIn y'all. Like it says like social justice and comedy podcaster and that SEO is now secondary. Yeah, right, I don't give a fuck. Go authentic or go the fuck home. And like, that's why I'm out here always saying like, yep, I just am who I am. I'm not code switching. I don't do this. I don't do that. Because I'm not measuring myself. No shade to all you wonderful white people out there. I am not measuring myself by standards of white whiteness. I'm not going to, I'm not going to always talk like this, you guys. I'm not going to do this client call voice with people. I am going to say the N word if we're not in a meeting setting. And that's because I don't own the business world. So I'm still going to give out your respect Mm -hmm. in that realm. But when I'm not in a corporate situation, oh, it's nigga time for Lindsay. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's what it is. And that's how it's going to be. Stop letting these people determine what success is for you, whether it's the way you talk how you style your hair? All this kind of bullshit. Do what the fuck you want.
3: That's me with my uh, with f words. Like I'm not I'm not around my my uh, uh, the kids that I work with. I have the worst. <laughs> the kids that I work with, I would rival them on the amount of swearing that I do when I'm not with them. I mean, fuck is like a period or right? like an exclamation. It right. is. I mean. Come on. It's a it's word that like can hella. be used as a noun, a verb, yes, or an yes, adjective. Yes, yes. Come on. <laughs> Same thing.
2: You know, it's kind of like, the whole. If you're, if you're from California, you know this whole people from South you know, South California or SoCal, they don't say hella. So as soon as you say hella, they're like, oh, you're from NorCal.
3: Oh, my God. I and say hella get up get here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they don't get what it means. I'm like, how do you not get what it means? What does it sound like? Like, it's everything. It's a lot. It's, it's just like, it is, yeah, it's All everything. This. It's hella. Come on. They'll just like fuck. Well. <laughs> Um, just like nigga, I told my friend, he is a 60 year old Australian um, white man. And we were at the campsite, and good Lord, these these privileged ones, these women, um, were just doing not too much, but for much, like so oh much. All right, I don't to break it out, so oh much. And I looked at my friend, I said, Go get your white niggas over there. Go get your white niggas. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, wait, 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 wait. I'm confused. I was like, no, no, no. You heard me right. Go get them white. <laughs> uh, like it was but same thing. So same thing. Always going to say it. It's going to be if you know me, you know me and you love me and you're going to take it. Just now I give it. So mm-hmm. I'm, right there with, I'm right there with you, girl. Yes. <laughs>
3: uh, I I don't want to um, forget that for a second there. Y'all you wanted to talk about black fraternities Oh, uh, I'm <laughs> I don't have, I don't have anything. Ah, okay. Well, all I was saying
1: was that he when he did the uh, jumping and barking around about dogs and everything. There's one. There's one black fraternity that actually does that. That's only really mm-hmm. the the cute dogs. Um, so
2: I'm wondering if they have something.
1: And they are known for being so. When it comes to. Uh, Divine Nine, which is what it was when I was in college. I think it was eleven, eleven or ten or something like that now. But um you have certain fraternities that were or for Divine 9's all black fraternities. They have certain uh, stereotypes. But the Alphas, which was the very first one, they're supposed to be the real studious ones. Uh the Kappas, which was second one, I think I'm not Divine Nine, so I don't really care, but um <laughs> the Kappas were the, He's in a fraternity, guys, but just not a divine. <laughs> who cares? Um not <laughs> I, they're I, but, I probably... Uh, the pretty boys. They go around and dance. The Sigmas nobody really cares about. But then the Qs, they're like always the ones that are at a party and they're jumping around. And like they want to be to the center party and they're barking and their calls a, a bark and stuff like that. So that was a reference to the Q dogs. And especially with them probably being in like Atlanta, they're seeing all of those fraternities out there we don't really see them in california but in the south you see them more
3: yeah i i feel like i need to reach out to my cousins and find out what fraternities they were in because i have at least two that i know went to grambling state university which is um an h uh and uh, HBCU. hbcu and they would um, still be in
1: it so only people that are used to be in a fraternity uh respectfully are white people or people that are part of a white fraternity. No, but not, oh, uh, I used
2: to, I wasn't one in college, but. Any in the guys, in any any ethnic, ethnic fraternity, Mexican,
1: life. black, or. Uh, inter- uh,
3: I mean, they. I, I see, I'm looking at a picture right now from May 1st where he was hanging out almost. with frat brothers. <laughs> so, oh. and he's
1: yeah.
3: he's like probably 38, 39. They have letters on or. The, yeah, they're, the, and they're doing the hand sign thing. I don't know what the, all the stuff <laughs> is. <laughs>
1: The process that minority organizations so go funny. to, go through, <laughs> is a lot different than uh, non-minority organizations. So our ours is usually for life, so that's black, Mexican, uh, multicultural, those are usually for life. It's only uh, what they call this panelillic, which is basically the white fraternities that are only while you're at school or while you're paying dues what did for you... the most part.
3: Okay, sorry, I, I got caught in something. What were you saying about Q? There was a Q, the Omega. Okay, that's what my my cousin's hard. in. Omega Sci-Fi. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So if you ask, if you go to an, ever go to a party with him and a bunch of his fraternal brothers, they're gonna jump around like they like <laughs> don't know how to sit <laughs> right. still, and they'll be barking all around. All right. Uh, I know a little more Shaq about my cousin now. <laughs> yeah, Shaq is a fake Q, so that's why he puts it up. Uh, the, they'll put up the sign where they look like a uh, JJ from Dynamite, so you know they're yeah. really
3: like yes. Yeah, <laughs> where their hands you kind like, of, oh goodness, oh and, I can't is. do it, but they do yeah, like this yeah. angle thing. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, that's exactly it,
2: yeah. Um, that's interesting, because being that everything in these couple episodes were definitely subs at, you know, Reg- Reginald and other people that worked there, I'm wondering if, um, um, yeah, I was wondering if they were, I mean, he went to Harvard, though. I don't think they would be, he, they're not at Harvard, right? <laughs> Reginald,
3: Hudlick. No. Speaking of Harvard, <laughs> that was Cornell West was today, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. He, I was just going to ask if you guys heard about that. that yeah. Where he got denied tenure. So he's like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I could have scored, he already had tenure. I thought he did too. I know. I mean,
3: he's Cornell <laughs> West. Right? <laughs> like, That's actually exactly like, what I saw. Like, I was like. Fucking Cornell West, you are just asking for war right now, aren't you? <laughs> and, I mean, he gave—I'm sure he gave his you
2: know regular resignation letter, but then he went put that shit on Twitter. Like, he did, yeah. I
3: haven't read it yet, so, but I saw—I saw an article about it, and I hadn't read it yet. Yeah, that—that that was talking to
2: me. I was like, whoa, like that's part of the news today. Other, remind me to say something about the uh, spelling bee championship. Oh, yeah,
1: and- yeah. Last thing, I would probably say that based off of that episode. Uh, either McGruden or whoever or McGretter or whoever you do know, come Um <laughs> or whoever helped write that episode, they either wanted to be a Q and didn't make it or they pledged you and drop. Yeah. That's that's why he threw the shade at them is because it I was mean, very
2: specific. <laughs> yeah. And then he used Uncle Ruckus to do it. Like I, mm-hmm. this is, this, let me write this in here for him. You no, know, um
1: I, out of all the there's literally it. only one. It's just the Qs that do that. There's only one.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so there's there's a whole lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah. Uh, let's sure uh, look
3: at it in these episodes. But. Let's listen to the next clip and see if we can think of some more. Uh so Ruckus has opinions on how hygienic white people are.
0: How you doing this oh, fine day, girl? May I say your dude get smelled <laughs> like sparkling ice water with a twist of lime. See? That's why he don't have to wash his hands, neither. Yes, sir, uh, white man has impeccable
3: hygiene. <laughs> You take a shit and it smells amazing. You don't even have to wash your hands and you're impeccable. I mean, now, (sighs) there's there's always so much worship. But (laughs) Uh, I mean, in Black
2: households, you heard a lot, and people that are listening, please don't take offense to this, but it's been known and it's been said that, you know, white people smell like wet dogs sometimes. (laughs) And... It is, I'm sorry, like, I'm not,
1: I didn't. Respectfully.
2: Yeah, respectful. um, uh-huh. Yeah, but I'm just saying like that. So it's funny that that was said too, because I think that's kind of a, a said thing. Sometime in Black household, um, your mom may say, you smell like, you smell like a wet dog. coming in here smelling like white people after you've been outside playing all day. Um, other than you smell like all outside. Those were like two things that you commonly heard. So um, for Uncle Ruckus to say that, it's like, Come on, there was this whole thing that came out on Twitter that they don't wash their legs in the shower. Oh my God. And right? I was like, why are you guys
3: admitting that? What do you mean you just stand there? It just all runs down. Like, what do you, what? Um I'm just gonna pour soapy water over my body and I'm gonna assume it yeah. cleans it. Yeah. No you know, wonder a girl doesn't wanna suck your dick. All right. <laughs> 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 legs always, yeah. Hey, look, my
1: son out there as Listen. well. my son is out there. Listen. That's probably the cleanest part on our bodies.
3: Well, the penis, yes, that is true. <laughs> that, I'm sure, has been very well cleaned in the shower, and that's why they think their legs are clean, because of all the soap. you? <laughs> I mean, I, you weren't part of that whole guilty party, right? That you wash, you wash your legs in the
1: shower, I hope, right? Or I have somebody do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good answer. Anything you wanted to add,
4: Linz? Oh, no, I just picked it because it is exactly an example of like that earlier integer conversation, like mm-hmm. people who are racist will just make up bullshit about you because you're black or call out things about you because you're black and then let a white person do it. And it's like, damn, that's
2: amazing, James. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You rap. I mean,
3: don't give me up because Eminem's fire, but let's just say um, <laughs> that absolutely would be something that Ruckus like, oh you you little nigglet rappers, blah, blah, blah. whoa Eminem now that I Eminem. that yeah. is a musician, yeah. and as a yeah. poet. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> like,
3: oh my god, definitely. <laughs> oh, my yeah. Lord, it, Marshall Mathers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, okay, so we are at after school. Ruckus Approaches approaches. <laughs> Ruckus approaches Jasmine and asks her if she's waiting for her I'll father. likes
2: talking just like one of them. <laughs> <Don't>...
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't sound so white. don't sound so white anymore. Um, asks if she's waiting for her dad, uh, who you know. Ruckus remarks to the camera, "He married a white woman. Lucky son of a bitch." Uh, Tom arrives in a kilt and tells Ruckus that his Scottish heritage is. About his Scottish heritage. Scottish, Jesus Christ. Uh, Scottish (laughs) heritage. And now he took a test that revealed he was 32.5% Scottish. Tom's thought, which Ruckus is like, oh, if someone like you could be that much Scottish, I wonder about myself. So Tom tells him that he wants to learn more about his roots and then tries to relate to Ruckus about the TV miniseries roots, which of course Ruckus has no idea about and just kind of stares at him. What? His response
2: Roots. was that like Roots. it was very, very. It just tickled me. I was oh. like, "What?" Yep. He's acting
3: like was he, like he made it up. Like, what? Why would you? Why would you be able to do that? Is that why a is gardening that a show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so then Ruckus visits the diet. The. Jesus. <laughs> I've forgotten how to talk. Do you have rented lips syndrome? It's my it's my tongue. It keeps getting in the way. Uh <laughs> where was I? Jesus Christ. Um. Uh, <laughs> Ruckus visits a scientist to look into getting his DNA tested uh, because you know he he just he he looks don't don't pay attention to this outside rapper you know it's I it's reverse Vitiligo you know opposite of Michael Jackson I'm really I'm as white as they come his favorite movies were Gone with the Wind and Notting Hill which just cracks uh. me up <laughs> a sidebar so Bye. then uh. back at BET. uh... Redland tells Deborah Leivel about his plan to start the BET Animation uh, cha- uh, Time in order to destroy the minds of black children. Um, a board member shows Leivel his creation, Super Cyborg Mandingo Man. Uh, this board member is uh, based on Aaron McGruder. Uh, when the f- uh, with the script in flipbook form, uh, showing a stick pic- figure throwing a spear, Leivel unimpressed with the show, not being evil enough. Summons her associates, big nigga and crazy bitch, to beat up the board member. The board member screams for Redland to save him. But, you know, Redland looks at his hands and like, doo, 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 doo. Uh, They fall in deaf ears. His face gets all scratched up. It's unknown whether or not he lives. We just see his blood splashing across the evil's face, uh, which she then just wipes off after laughing evilly. Uh, Levelle then asks about the Uncle Ruckus show and Redlin tells her that it's going great uh, and that it's very evil. And she, of course, you know, threatens him with, well, you see what happens when it's not evil enough. So I hope that's basically you've learned. <laughs> Just basically implying that he'll die if it sucks. So then the next scene, is one of the best scenes in this entire show. It's when Uncle Ruckus finally receives his DNA tests, which reveal that he is 102% African with a 2% margin of error. Following this, Ruckus retreats into a bed-bound depression. Well, I'm black now.
0: But the first thing I did was quit all my jobs. I don't know how I'm supposed to pay the bills. Probably have to start selling crack or rapping rapping by selling crack. You know, I might not even have revitaligo.
2: I mean, he really believed it. He really, 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 really
3: believed it. Well, uh, you know, if you tell a lie enough times, you definitely start to believe it. So. Yeah, he just I mean, that
2: put him into a depression. Like he was in a deep funk state. Like he just that was the worst news that First of all, if I would have been the DNA person, I wouldn't have, like, tested his DNA at all. I would have just took that shit, held it for a couple of days. Just by looking at him, you are a nigga. <laughs> and you are definitely African. The way that it ended the episode says a lot more than just... Right, right. Having
3: fun and, and, and... Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. This part, yeah. Yeah, this is just the beginning where he gets that letter and and, you know, shortly after that, he goes to the Freeman family because... He needs advice on how to be black. So he uh, basically, like, he makes fun of of Huey for wanting to learn more with his walnut-sized brain. Uh, makes fun of Riley for playing video games. Like, is that all I have to look forward to? Uh, Robert points out that there is nothing wrong with being black. Um, and they go to a shoe store where Ruckus just complains that there are no shoes named after white men. Um, but he goes to get his hair cut. Ruckus gets really pissed off because the the guys working there start talking shit about Republicans, which, you know, he can't stand for that, especially when it's against U.S. President George W. Bush, in which case Ruckus tells him that they should all go to Iraq and and fight for, you know, (laughs) just, you know, go go be a soldier because obviously you have no idea what it's like. Uh, So, yeah, he gets promptly kicked out of that barbershop. So, Redland kidnaps the doctor who gave Ruckus the results and uh, decides to torture him. Um, But the power went out in the torture machine, so he was very unsuccessful at it. But he's going to make that doctor change how he he checks DNA or, you know, what he's going to tell Ruckus anyway. Uh, Ruckus tries everything to adjust to his new status, including reading Ebony Magazine, which just makes him crazy. Tries drinking malt liquor, absolutely does not like it. Um, he uh, looks at a centerfold of a uh, black woman and just throws everything on the floor and starts crying. Um, he contemplates suicide, but Redland arrives on the scene to stop him. And to convince him, he brings the DNA doctor
0: ha! Uh-huh, it's you. You did this to me. You gave me that test. Yes, I know. And I came because there was a mistake at the lab. We had a black intern there I didn't know about. He messed up your tests. Here are your actual results. Well, I'll be. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! How dare you mistakenly inform a man of his blackness? You should be ashamed to call yourself a white doctor. I'm, uh... Sorry. See, Ruckus, you were worried about nothing. Well, Wedgie, I must say, for a darky, you are not that difficult to hang around. Now, you said you learned all that stuff in Harvard. Well, I definitely didn't learn it at one of those historically black colleges. Mohawk, they all House. Oh, it sure feels good to be white again.
3: Now, for the record, the paperwork shows that. in in this new DNA test that the doctor produced, that Ruckus is 50.07% Caucasian. So more Caucasian than black, which is all that Ruckus cared about. So at the end of the episode, Ruckus is shown as a crossing guard and states that he has a lot more sympathy for colored folks. Huey and Riley walk past Ruckus and he assures them that it's safe to cross uh, but then, as soon as you know, he turns around, he waves a van to go on through, which narrowly misses the boys, prompting Ruckus to laugh at their misfortune as they lay on the ground. So, has Ruckus actually learned anything? <laughs> nope. 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 Well,
2: that was a, that was a just a horrible dream to him. I mean, it was a nightmare. Right. That time, you know, he had to try to be black, but he woke up and then realized, no, no, no. I am more than half white, I mean, right? Uh, but yeah, it, the, the whole episode, like I said, it it took its time to kind of throw its shade you know at, at his time at Magruder's time, you know working with the others, I'll say. Um, but it also kind of brought it all full circle with you know using Uncle Ruckus as the center mm-hmm. of the example of what was so wrong about. BT, but what's so wrong about some part of Black America? Um, or what the thoughts are, I'm sorry, the perception about what's wrong with Black America. Uh,
3: any final thoughts about this episode before we move on? Or anything else that you wanted to bring up that hadn't gotten discussed yet? Nothing. Sorry, trying to get, get the cat out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right, then. Dean? <laughs>
1: Welcome to Stupid White People Questions. You mean I'm going to stay this color? Hi, everybody.
3: (laughs) Hi, Uncle Dean.
1: (laughs) No relation. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I was, you know, Oh, like I was on the TikTok and, uh, TikTok and, 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 uh, looking through my list of stupid white people questions that folks have gotten on there. And a, our friend, uh, a Collins on TikTok said, uh, that they got the question. If you don't wash your hair every day, does that mean you don't take showers? So, and it's for us white folks, it's just, we don't wash our legs. So, I mean, apparently.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the idea will come from, huh? So. Yeah.
3: So this one could be approached from a couple of different angles. Um, I don't have what is thought of as black hair, but I also have really bad depression that sometimes manifests in not being able to take care of myself um, and having to have like reminders to take showers and stuff like that. So I'm not a good person to answer this question. If I washed my hair every day, it would just be a frizzy mess uh, so even if I do manage to take those showers regularly, it's, you know, no more than every other day because that would be gross in my opinion to my hair. But I also know like my dad, he wouldn't wash his hair every time he got in the shower. He had the the really tight curls. So, well, how, I mean, and, and
2: to be honest, you're not. Supposed
3: right. Right. Cause
2: it, of, you well, need oils yeah. in your hair. naturally. Yeah. Like yeah. you're black or white or anything. Yeah. There's the natural oils that, you know, to the white people they go oh my hair is gross and oily no it's not that's not supposed to actually me maybe your hair would be able to hold the curl and wouldn't be so limp and other things you know if you just allowed it to be natural so that part but um no it's not what it means at all it means that we know how to take showers like adults and not like you're looking a two-year-old and getting your whole and everything wet but that's also why there are things called shower caps mm-hmm. um you know um for women now, it's bonnets because you're trying to keep your hair healthy. Um, I think a lot of people forget that's the point of a bonnet. Because if you just sleep on a regular pillowcase, which most of us do, that's not good for your hair. Yeah. So that's really what a bonnet is supposed to be for: is the, the hair, the care of the hair, not a fashion or mm-hmm. anything else. But so yes, this question, out of all of the dumb, super white people questions, it's like. So on the scale, it's like a negative one on a scale of one to ten. Like I would be like,
3: oh, so, you just don't know. <laughs> like anyone who claims it's, to wash their hair yeah. every day, I know that they're white.
1: It's, it's well, <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't know anybody with any kind of curl in their hair that washes it every day.
1: Yeah, it's it's just what, it should be so clueless white is, people question. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, but know what's so sad about that is
2: you guys are actually making the the health and beauty industry richer. Because you're like, oh, I won't hold a curl, so then you go and buy the curl mm-hmm. shampoo and the curl conditioner <clears throat> and the curl this and that. Well, if you just didn't wash your hair every day, wouldn't have to do that, and you could go ahead and buy the 99 cent swab and
3: be all right. Well, I mean, to, I, I'm gonna just step in as having worked in uh, beauty for like a second and a half. Um, there, there definitely is a fine line, though. Like if you are sweaty. That's not necessarily good to keep in your hair if you are, but like things like that. Like when you think of, um, let me see. So with my hair, I have only recently discovered finally um, a like shampoo conditioner that works really well and makes my hair actually like respond well and do what I want it to do and, you know, look healthy and feel healthy. Like I'm still doing that.
2: Go finding what keeps moisture and all
3: that. Well, you know, but the summer's kind of screwing it up a little bit because it has been a lot drier just here than it usually is. Yeah. So that's part of it, too. Like, so some people, they, they might have hair that's just way too oily to, to not wash every day. And that's yeah. totally a thing. But there would be specific shampoos for that kind of thing that, that keep some yeah. of the protectiveness.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a cosmetologist at, by any means, but I did work, I was a recruiter for a cosmetology school, so mm-hmm. I learned a lot of what I say Yeah, um, from there. Like, it's not me just talking. Right, so, yeah. It, uh, I just wanted, like, it
3: wasn't, it doesn't have to be
2: expensive, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just saying that you guys, I mean, not everybody as a whole, not all, right. you know, the whole race of white people, but <laughs> for just here in this, you know, Capitalism type, war, you know, country that we live in, we're doing things that we don't have to do and putting out money that we don't have to. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if we just took the time to really learn how things work for us and our bodies, yep. and you know, they didn't have all this shit way back in the day. They didn't have it, you know. And yes, the life expectancy was shorter, but that's because of the time that it was in the the world. But I'm just saying, like, if we just took a little bit more time to just think about some things and not maybe make it a a race thing. Um then we could all one keep more money in our pockets. Mm, but you know I'm gonna sound really hippie ish again. Just love each other a little bit. <laughs> you know, I get th- I get that. Lens, how about you? Uh it's exactly
4: what MJ was just kind of touching on for me. Like y'all, I have family members who have psoriasis in their scalp. Mm-hmm. I won't say who. Oh, and they I do. need to co-wash their hair every fucking day when they don't go to the salon. It's a co-wash. Wow. That's, I mean, that's what they have to do. Otherwise, honestly, they get oily scalp. Um, So black people, there <clears> is like, it's exactly what you were just saying about race kind of, and that's for white or black or whatever. Um, It is such a Russian roulette of genes and characteristics of your hair, your skin color, your eye color, et cetera, et Mm -hmm. cetera, that you can absolutely be a black person who has to wash your hair every day. It is rare, but they exist. Mm -hmm. Um and again, there's people who who wash it, which you probably shouldn't do. I don't know how that could be possible, but I'm sure someone's out there and I don't want to offend you if you are. And there are people who co-wash and like again, my family member who has uh probably I would say for a hair, honestly, but again, they have that, you know, no, sh- I should, don't want to say white characteristic, but they have that white characteristic of getting their hair oily. If they don't wash their hair, I would say twice a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that probably does have something to do with the fact that a large portion of my family uh, has a lot of uh, the swirl going on, <laughs> but even still, you're still black. You're still black, so right. like don't even don't even bring race into this bullshit. Everyone washes their hair when their body dictate. Well, everyone should wash their hair based on the schedule that is based that is you know designed for your hair type. Long story short, yeah. me I can I can
3: go two three weeks without washing hair. Oh, shit, my yeah. Hair. I could go two weeks with, I, I really should take more showers than that, but I could definitely go two weeks without <laughs> washing my hair, <laughs> depending on the time of year. Like, in the winter time, uh yeah, totally, 100%. <laughs> Summertime, if I'm sweating at all, it's probably way more often. Yeah, yeah, but I mean,
2: if it comes to a point where you're smelly and all that other shit, you're being like mm-hmm. cab- I mean, not a kid. Cab- where are the other ones?
3: When I used to the smoke cigarettes.
2: You're like a garbage pill kid. Yeah. Then, you know, then it becomes a larger problem, and, you know, then... Let's have, have a conversation as adults about your hygiene.
3: Yeah, but when I used to oh, smoke cigarettes and things. smell that on my hair, that would make me like. But now that I don't do that, I can still smell my shampoo like three, four days later. My hair doesn't yeah. need to be cleaned if I can still smell the soap on it. So, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it's uh, but definitely cigarettes. When you stop mm. smoking, you're like, wow, did I smell like that? Right. Like you smelling your clothes yeah. and room and shit like that. Yeah, I well, I never smoked in the house, but when I stopped. I mean, I was more of a social. But when I stopped, I was like, oh, my God, is that really? And I thought I was looking cute at the club or somewhere right. else. Like this. like, that is not. Look. Yeah. Other than that, guys. Hey, it's the hygiene thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, do, not,
3: what,
2: not do what your body dictates.
3: There. Don't do what beauty standards dictate.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but if there was an award for the least defensive, you know, question, they would win.
3: For the least offensive white people question, yeah, that's. Oh, eh, I, I would yeah. agree with that one. That's not really offensive. <laughs> Maybe we should give them a, a little ribbon. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Any final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Anything coming up you want to promote or talk about? Special events uh, happening end of July. No. 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 no I'm hoping,
2: like. Talking to me, like
1: mouthing things. She's bad at promoting. So again, <laughs> Menage with the Mary Jane Maven podcast can now also be found on Full Spark Radio. So please go ahead and check us out there. Like, follow, subscribe. Thank you.
3: And Lindsay, you, you want to promote yours?
4: <laughs> well, I don't got shit going on, y'all. No
3: talking trash right now.
4: No, we're doing it. There'll be a new episode out, I think, tomorrow. But yeah. We're
3: we're on the slow roll. All right. Well, uh, make sure you check out. Uh, let's see, uh, Disputed when it comes uh, eventually. <laughs> the promo mm-hmm. is out, so you can hear like what it's going to be about. Um, and yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> all right, my friends. Uh, well, then I guess I will. We will see you all next week. Love and life to everybody. Bye.
4: Don't take this the wrong way, bud. I need you to get the hell up out of here.
2: Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for the Season 15 Recap Extravaganza.
4: Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com links.
2: Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760 760 nine three three eight six three six 8636
3: That's 760-WE3 undo. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.